How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Chopping up a bit. This is episode number 66. I am Kyle Edwards, of course. And this episode, going to take a look at the last week in the regular season in the NFL. Uh, kind of go through what to expect today, as I will do the picks on every game. Uh, we'll get into the pick situation a little bit later, but I uh, will go through uh, kind of the scenarios that are in play today. And trust me, it is. It's a very long list as, you know, even though it is the last week in the season, there is still a lot to be determined in the playoff picture. Uh, There's actually only one uh, team that is in the playoff right now that literally has nothing to worry about today, and that is Kansas City, but we'll run through that here in a second as well. But um, but yes, I hope you guys are, you know, still having a good start to the new year, and you know, any of those resolutions or goals that you've made, you haven't turned back on them yet. But uh, we'll just go ahead. No, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So, so like I said, uh, seven teams make the playoffs, AFC, NFC. So it's a 14-team field. The league hasn't canceled any games so far. So this is the final week in the regular season. Which I guess you have to give it to the NFL for that, you know, in a unpredictable uh, world of the pandemic, they were able to get their games in as scheduled. You know, they did have to jumble around a lot of games throughout the uh, throughout the weeks, but here we are, week seventeen, and everything will be determined by, well, I guess tonight. So we'll go ahead, run down the AFC real quick. And as I said, we'll go through these and then take a look at uh, the picks that I have for this week. So Kansas City is the number one seed. Nothing can change. So they're going to rest some players today. Makes sense. I know some teams are, you know, if you look back in history, some teams have gone about this type of scenario differently. Where some teams like it was like the Colts years ago with Peyton Manning, they rested pretty much everybody, and then when they went into the playoffs, they ended up losing their first game. Kansas City is going to rest their players. I think this is more because you know they already made a deep playoff run last year. They went through this crazy season, so if it's a chance to give them a week off here, I think Andy Reid's looking at it that way. So Kansas City, number one, nothing to worry about. Now, this is where the rest of this gets really interesting. So the Bills today can clinch the number two seed because they've already clinched the AFC East. So that means they're going to be at least one one through four. But the way it turns out, they can only be either two or three. So if they win today against who do they play? Uh, Miami, they're the number two seed which I think would be important for Buffalo because we know Buffalo and their weather condition can be a real home field advantage for them. I do think today they will have a limited capacity of fans, so that's going to be good for them as well. And, you know, I think in terms of, like I said, with the weather, Buffalo could be a very tough place to play in the playoffs. And, of course, as being a number two seed, if the number one seed does get knocked off, you become the de facto number one seed. So that's definitely something for Buffalo to play for. Um, If they lose and the Steelers win, as the Steelers are going up against Cleveland, then Buffalo will just be the number three seed. 
Pittsburgh, as I just mentioned, I mean, same thing. They're the number two seed with the win. And if Buffalo loses, uh, and then and Pittsburgh can't be any lower than number three. The fourth seed goes to the AFC South champion. And Tennessee will clinch the number four seed with a win or a Colts loss. Or if Tennessee ties and then Indy ties, all that kind of stuff. I'm not really worried about the tie scenarios because, I mean, the odds of a tie are really rare. You know, I think we, we had, did have one this year, but yeah. So if Tennessee doesn't win, then they can just clinch a playoff spot with a Baltimore or a Miami loss. And then once again, if they tie and the Cleveland loss, they would get a playoff spot. Miami. Uh, oh, it's also a Tennessee. Uh, actually, backtrack a little bit with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is actually resting a few players today. So Pittsburgh is looking at it as two or three. Not that big of a difference to them. Tennessee's going into this with Derrick Henry on the verge of uh, getting 2,000 yards on the ground. He'd be the ninth player in NFL history to do so. He needs things like 230 yards to get that today. Miami's run defense has been a little suspect, so I'm mean, not Miami. Sorry, Tennessee's going up against the Texans. Uh, Houston Texans. Houston Texans run defense has been suspect all year, so you know maybe they can get Henry the 2,000 yards plus the rushing uh, title for this year and win the division, clinch number four seed all in the same day. So now we're into kind of the wild card spots where um, looking at the AFC, there's possible to have, well, most likely going to have a 10-win team not make the playoffs. And it is even possible to have an 11-win team miss the playoffs in the AFC this year. So that kind of shows you how good the AFC has actually been this year. I mean, I I do think the AFC has been way better than than the NFC, at least competitively. And I think the quality of teams, the AFC, it does have more. But, you know, I guess it is, you know. And the NFL has had a very good year. But, you know, let's get back to the wild card stuff. So Miami can clinch a playoff spot with a win over Buffalo. Or if Baltimore, Cleveland or Indiana, or the Colts lose, then Miami gets in. And they can get in with a tie, but like I said, I'm not really worried about tie scenarios. And that would that would be big for the Dolphins. Um, it's going to be tough because there is no Ryan Fitzpatrick today as he, he is in uh, COVID protocol. And as we've seen the past couple of weeks, there's been some times where Brian Flores has had to take Tua out, bring Fitzpatrick in, for him to like close out games for them, most notably last week with the Raiders when Fitzpatrick made that pass down the sideline while getting his face mask ripped to the side. So that's security blanket for Tua is not there today. So he's going to have to go into Buffalo, which uh, is going to be like really cold up there. Maybe some rain. I know it snowed there earlier, but I don't think there's supposed to be any snow during the game. But Two is going to have to go in there in the most important game of his NFL career so far, try to beat a tough Buffalo team and knowing that he can't look over his shoulder and have Fitzpatrick help him as much as he normally does. Like not even just going in the game for him, but Fitzpatrick does help him a lot on the sideline when they're looking at the Microsoft tablet and going over pictures and all that kind of stuff and showing him what he's looking at on the field. So it's a tough spot for Tua, but if he can get the win, he can help Miami get back into the playoffs. Baltimore with their up and down season. I mean, the des- their destiny is in front of them. They clinch a playoff spot with a win or Cleveland or if Cleveland or the Colts lose then Baltimore gets in. Then again with a tie. Not doing that anymore. Uh, Cleveland, who 
couple of weeks ago looked like they're kind of a lock to be in the playoffs. Now coming into this week, they are fighting for their playoff lives as they can clinch a spot with a win or a Colts loss. And then they can also clinch with a Tennessee loss with a Dolphins uh, win or tie and a Baltimore win or tie. It's a lot to take in there, but basically Cleveland just win and get in. And for Cleveland, that'd be a big deal because it'd be the first time the Browns would be in the playoffs in how long has it been? Has it been like 18 years? That doesn't seem right, but uh, let me see here. I think it's been 18 years. Yeah, it'll be the first time in 18 years that Cleveland wouldn't be back in the playoffs, which is interesting because 18 years ago was when what the Cavs got LeBron number one. So hasn't been since LeBron's rookie season, the Browns have been in the playoffs. And that can all change today with just a simple win over Pittsburgh, who, as I said before, resting a lot of players. So the opportunity is right there for them. And then the final team in the AFC with a shot, you have the Colts. So you basically have, like I said, seven spots, and there's only eight teams left in the playoff picture. And what that's looking like, one of the basically four teams fighting for three wildcard spots. Um, so the Colts can still win the AFC South. And they would do so with a win and a Tennessee loss or a Tennessee tie. If that doesn't happen, then they can... So if Tennessee were to win, you know, Indian, the Colts are out of the AFC South title picture. But Indy can then just clinch a playoff spot with a win. And they need one of Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami to lose. And that's where it comes in uh, to the picture where the Colts could win today, get their 11th win, and still miss the playoffs if certain things in front, um, certain teams above them don't lose. And I think that would be crazy, but it would be an interesting thing. And then if that does happen, it becomes the question of what happens with Phillip Rivers because we all know Philip Rivers is at the end of his career. Um, there's some talk that he has like some high school coaching job or something like that lined up for after his playing career. So it could be today. It could be, you know, next week and wildcard weekend or whatever. Or maybe he decides to come back for another year and give it another run. We'll have to see. But that takes care of the AFC playoff picture. Now let's jump ahead to the NFC. So in the NFC, um, I feel like the NFC playoff picture isn't as uh, fluid as the AFC picture. As there's a lot of scenarios in the AFC. NFC is kind of more straightforward. So Green Bay can clinch the number one overall seed in the NFC with a win or a Seahawks loss, then Green Bay's number one. And for Green Bay, uh, I think that would be big for them because with Lambeau Field in January, you get you know, frigid temperatures. You have the, well, they've been called, called the frozen tundra because the field will get pretty much frozen up. And bad weather can play there. And with some of these teams in the NFC, some of them are warm weather or dome teams at the bottom of the picture. And if they have to go into Green Bay, that always is a fact. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Are you prepared for a more sustainable future? Critical climate challenges require critical thinking. 
Move from theory to action with a human-led, tech-powered approach that can move the needle on the mercury, but also help you build trust and drive positive change for your business and for our planet. ESG is part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. There will come playoff time, so Green Bay definitely wants to get that number one seed. The Saints can clinch number one seed. Oh, and Green Bay plays... Who does Green Bay play? Green Bay plays the Bears, so Green Bay can beat the Bears, then they get number one. The Saints, who are going up against the Panthers, and if they win that game, plus Green Bay loses to the Bears, and Seattle would have to beat... The 49ers, that all happens. Then the Saints would jump over Green Bay, become the number one seed. That would be big for the Saints as well, as they are one of those dome teams that definitely does not want to have to deal with crazy winter weather in January. So the Saints can take care of all that by getting the one seed and then making sure that everybody has to go down to New Orleans in that dome with Drew Brees who you've seen at times this year has shown, you know, that his arm strength is a little questionable. At least if you keep him in a dome situation, then maybe you can maximize the most out of him for just a short little playoff run and make, and then for the saints to make their way to the super bowl. So, uh, the Seahawks can get the number one seat as well. And all they have to do is win their game against the 49ers, plus have Green Bay lose to Chicago, and then New Orleans lose to Carolina. That all happens. Then Seattle jumps up to number one, which I don't really know what Seattle's, uh, I guess, guidelines are for fans, but if Seattle is able to have some fans, which I actually I think Seattle has had fans for like the last few weeks in the regular season, so shouldn't be a problem for them. But Seattle has a great home field advantage with the 12th man. Of course, it isn't as loud as it used to be since it's not full capacity yet, but that's still an advantage for them. And, you know, Russell Wilson, if he can get that number one seed and possibly lead them back to another Super Bowl, you know, it'd be big for him. Pete Carroll as well, as I think those two are kind of getting forgotten a little bit. And then, well, Russell Wilson's case as a top quarterback in the league, Pete Carroll. I think a lot of people do look at him as probably like a top five coach in the league today. But, you know, if he can get another Super Bowl under his belt, I'm sure he would jump up a little bit on that list. So... Okay, those are your scenarios one through three. And basically, if they all win, they would just stay as Green Bay one, New Orleans two, Seattle three. Number four, I'll get into later because that's the NFC East winner and there's a lot to, you know, go through there. So switch to Tampa Bay. Uh, The Buccaneers basically can only be like five or six I believe so they will get number five with a win over the Falcons they can also get number five if the Rams lose to Arizona so either one of those happen Tampa Bay's your number five seed for Tampa Bay I I mean I wonder how they would view that because coming into the year once they got Brady and Antonio Brown and all that kind of stuff. I figure that they were looking at this season as being, you know, one of the top seeds in the NFC. So being number five, probably somewhat of a disappointment to them. But the good part is at being number five, their first round matchup would be against the NFC East winner. So, of course, they would go into that game as a heavy favorite. And if they were to drop down to six, then they'd have to go up against one of the, uh, I guess the Saints or Seattle. Little little bit tougher opponent. 
Especially like a New Orleans team, it would be the third time they would face them. And I think the Saints have already beat them twice this year. So Tampa Bay wants to avoid that, get the five seed, and not exactly, you know, sleep easy, but sleep a little better knowing that NFC East team would be their first round opponent. Next, you have the Rams. The Rams can uh, clinch a playoff spot with a win or a tie over the Cardinals. And then they can also clinch a spot if the Bears lose or tie to Green Bay. The Bears, who... I gotta tell you, I wrote the Bears off a few weeks ago. I didn't think they had any shot of getting back into the playoff picture. But oddly enough, the switch back to Trubisky has turned their season around and now they are sitting here in a position where currently they are the last playoff team in the NFC and they can stay that way by simply upsetting Green Bay today and then uh, yeah so they upset if they upset Green Bay today they clinch a playoff spot if the Cardinals are unable to beat the Rams then the Bears get that playoff spot. And, of course, with a tie, an Arizona tie, they get in. Arizona. Oh, sorry. For Chicago, big deal for them. Uh, Trubisky is kind of playing for his probably Bears career because he's a guy who's been, I don't know, he's had like a love-hate relationship in terms of Bears fans. You know, they... They loved him after the first couple of weeks. He was looking good. I think, you know, Bears fans were thinking that maybe he'd finally figured it out, turned that corner. Then he went back to his old ways and was terrible. Bears fans, you know, booed him. They wanted him out. They were already looking to next year being without him. Bring Foles in. Foles does his thing for a couple of weeks. Then Full starts stinking up the joint, gets hurt. Trubisky comes back in, has looked like the player from the first couple of weeks in the year where he's making plays with his arm. He's, you know, being smart with when he's running, uh, when he's kind of like checking down and just taking off and running. And when he does do that, he's getting first downs. He scored a touchdown last week in the red zone. And, you know, he's become a smarter dual threat. And if he can keep that up, then he can lead Chicago into a playoff spot and probably keep the job next year. Well, at least stay on the team next year. Maybe they give him the spot for the first couple of weeks just to see if it wasn't a fluke. And, you know, who knows? Maybe this season, well, at least the second part of the season, maybe he has truly figured it out. He understands what it takes to win. And maybe he can just go for, uh, go forward as the Bears quarterback and at least take care of that issue for Chicago. There are some other issues that they have to deal with, but if they can figure out the quarterback position, that'd be a big help for them. And then the team on the outside looking in with a shot, you have the Cardinals, who up until maybe like four or five weeks ago looked like Arizona was going to be a safe playoff pick but they had a couple you know they had a mini struggle there for a couple weeks where Kyler Murray looked like he might have been dealing with an injury or so and he struggled a little bit lost a couple of winnable games and now they find themselves on the outside but they can get back in with a win over the Rams um or a wait so if they win, or they'd have to tie and have the Bears lose, then Arizona gets it. So now, the number four seed comes down to the NFC East, which we've been looking at all year. The That mess of a division, and obviously it came down to the final week of the year, which it normally does, but this, with this year's just been completely different. The Eagles are the only team in that division that cannot win it, so they've been eliminated. 
So that leaves it between the Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys. Yes, those Dallas Cowboys still have a shot at it. And the New York Giants. So the simplest way to look at it is Washington gets the number four seed, wins the division with a win. They beat the Eagles. Oh, that's tonight. Then they have the title. Or if that game, which I guess would be uh, it would probably be the symbol of this whole season. If the final game of the regular season ended in a tie between Washington and Philly, then they would need a Dallas. They would have needed Dallas to lose. Uh, Dallas is playing the Giants. That happens and they're in. Dallas. Oh, sorry. For Washington. Good news for them. Alex Smith is back today. uh, Which definitely helps their chances because um, past couple of weeks they had to deal with well the whole Haskins saga is over in Washington and then they had was it Heineke or something who was the quarterback last game but now they have Alex Smith who gives them the best chance to win he's a stabilizing force back there he usually makes the right decision so Washington's going into today feeling like they have the best chance of winning that division. Now you have Dallas who can clinch the division with a win. Plus Washington would have to lose or tie. And then if Dallas does tie, they would need Washington to lose. And for Dallas, let's see. Going up against the Giants. So rivalry game there. Andy Dalton, back behind center. Um, He gives Dallas their best chance to win. For Dallas, if they were able to win the division, it would be... I mean, it'd be good for them because, you know, after Dak Prescott hurt himself with the the ankle leg injury, their season looked like it was completely lost. Then when Dalton had... His like concussion issue, plus the key went through COVID protocol there. Then their season looked like it was really lost. But luckily, because you know Philly had their issues between Wentz and Peterson, which apparently that's a story now that Wentz wants out because he and Peterson can't get along. Plus, he's lost his job to Jalen Hurts, so whatever. So because of all of that in Philly. Philly ended up not being well I mean Philly was in it up until like last week so but Philly was a team that probably should have ran away with this division but as we found out a lot of internal issues there Uh, the Giants have had their shot and they still do because the Giants can clinch the uh, NFC East with a win and a Washington loss then the Giants get back up and into the playoffs but but yeah, back to just the scenario with Dallas and the Giants. Uh, the Giants, like what, four, three, four weeks ago, looked like the Giants were going to be the ones to take the division. Daniel Jones got hurt for a couple of weeks, and they, you know, missed an opportunity to really you know, seize hold of the division and win it. So, you know, now it's led to Washington, Dallas, the Giants. Final day of the season, all fighting it out for the NFC East. Ultimately, to host a playoff game, probably lose to Tampa Bay or whatever. But at least you, once you're in, anything can happen. So that's the break. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion down of the playoff scenarios i mean hopefully you took that all in because it was a lot but um ultimately you know if you are a fan of one of those teams you have a shot at a playoff spot you know maybe you still have a shot at the division like an nfc east team or afc south so there's a lot to play for this for this week which the league loves that and that's why they switched their scheduling a few years ago to the whole week 17 being strictly divisional games because they knew they would have added meaning in you know cases just like this so big day for the nfl ratings wise i'm sure but um but yeah so let's transition from that to my picks which i mean if you've been following along past couple of weeks, they have completely hit rock bottom. Last week, I actually went one and eleven, so the worst week I've had. I mean, won't really get into it as much, but I had a few games last week where, you know, missed out, uh, you know, cr- picking correctly because of a couple of plays here and there. But that's besides the point. So. Now overall I'm 41 and 57, which is terrible. But I do have uh, today's slated games as a chance to make that look better, at least heading into the playoffs, because I will make playoff picks once they start. So, so yeah, let's just go ahead and get through these. Um, confidence is completely shot in terms of picks right now. But we'll go through these really quickly. Uh, first one, you got the Falcons facing off against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers come to this one as a seven-point favorite, so touchdown favorite. I'm taking Tampa Bay here because, like I said, Tampa Bay has a lot to play for. They want that number five seed to make sure that they face an NFC East team in the playoffs. Atlanta, no Julio Jones yet again today. That Don't get me started on that. Uh, he hasn't played, what, the last, like, five games or whatever. So, that's Atlanta's issue. For Raheem Morris, will it be his last game as, well, he's the interim coach. But, you know, will he be the coach going into next year? No, no. We'll have to see. Will Matt Ryan be there next year? We'll have to see. Because there's some talk that maybe the Falcons move on from him. I think that'd be a mistake. But, hey, that's Atlanta's choice. So, I'm taking Tampa Bay, minus seven there. Next game, we got Buffalo, Miami. And talked about this already. No, Buffalo gets the win here. They get the number two seed. Miami would love to have the win here just to get their playoff spot. So, um, I'm taking... This one's tough because I do like what Miami's doing. I like Brian Flores down there, who will probably be coach of the year. I just think with the elements, no Fitzpatrick being available, I think the Bills get this one. So, And the Bills, at least from when I looked at the spread, were a three-point underdog, which I think is fascinating that they were. So I'll go ahead and take Buffalo in this one, plus three. And Buffalo will get the number two seed. Next game, we have the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Ravens come in as a 13-point favorite. I've said this already, well, several times when making picks. Double-digit spreads scare me in the NFL. And I usually end up losing them when I do take the favorite in them. 
I guess I haven't learned my lesson because I'm taking Baltimore in this one. Cincinnati has nothing to play for. If Joe Burrow were playing, I probably would think differently because for Burrow, it's just a chance for him to just get more reps in. And of course, he would go out there looking to win. Not saying Cincinnati is not trying to win. Not saying that at all. Because, you know, they still have was it, uh, Zach Taylor, the young coach there. So he's, you know, trying to build something. But Baltimore, I'm going with Baltimore here, minus 13. And I think it's because, you know, Baltimore has a lot to play for. They they seem to be getting on the right track offensively. Um, you know, plus the pressure isn't really on them like it was last year where they were going into the playoffs or going into like week 17 as the top seed in the AFC. So now they're kind of just trying to position themselves for the wild card round. And, you know, if they get the win along with Miami losing, then, you know, Baltimore can probably move up to the five and, I mean, they'd have a tough matchup against the AFC South title winner, but maybe it's a better matchup for them than, you know, possibly another game against Pittsburgh or against a Buffalo team that can be high powered. So Baltimore, a lot to play for. I think they do want to make a statement and I think they get it done by two touchdowns. Next one, we got Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland comes into this as a 10-point favorite. And once again, that's only because Pittsburgh is resting some people on defense and Roethlisberger isn't playing. See, this one I've gone back and forth on. Because once again, with it being double digits, I've... I feel like the obvious pick here is Cleveland because, you know, you would think, um, why would, you know, Cleveland turn down this opportunity to, you know, really put it to Pittsburgh, go into the playoffs feeling well, but I don't know. I just think with Mason Rudolph, who, you know, is a serviceable backup, he has some experience. I think he, with the, you know, the weapons they have offensively, can get enough done that you know ultimately I do think Cleveland will win the game, but I think Pittsburgh covers, so I'm taking Pittsburgh plus ten in that matchup. So now we're into the NFC East game. You have Cowboys Giants. Cowboys come in as a point and a half favorite. I thought long and hard about this one as well. Because the see the football fan in me can't pick the Cowboys because well I just don't want the Cowboys to have a reason to celebrate. Yeah, call me a hater if you want, but um, I will go with them only because I feel like I trust the Cowboys team a little more than the Giants right now. So. Yeah, I'll just take the Cowboys minus one and a half in this one. Uh, next, we have Vikings, Lions, two teams that aren't really in it, so there's really too much I need to say. I'll take a Minnesota minus three here, although I do like Justin Jefferson for Minnesota. Um, he's been a really good, you know, rookie wide receiver this year. Probably should win offensive what was it like rookie of the year offensive rookie of the year whatever it is he should win it but you know maybe he gets a touchdown today but i'm taking minnesota minus three game that doesn't matter for anything uh, another game that doesn't matter which is tough for me is because patriots and the jets neither team's playing for anything well sam darnold for the jets is playing for probably his job with the Jets if he wants to stay in New York. But um and then for New England, 
there's been reports from Adam Schefter that Cam Newton and the Patriots are expected to part ways after the season. I don't know if I believe that necessarily, but because with Belichick, you never know what he's thinking. Um, For me, I do think New England probably needs to get another quarterback. Uh, You know, Newton has struggled mightily this year. You know, he looks like he's lost a lot of arm strength. And I think with his form, he's always had kind of a funky throwing motion. And I feel like now with the diminished arm strength, it looks even worse. So Cam Newton has a lot to play for today as he's probably playing for his next contract if he even gets one. So there you go. But I'm taking New England, three-point favorite, giving New England minus three. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago, big game. Like I said, Green Bay wins. They're the number one seed. Chicago wins. They get a playoff spot. Uh, Green Bay comes in as a four and a half point favorite. I am going to take Green Bay. Yeah, take Green Bay as the favorite. I think, you know. I think Green Bay just views that number one seed and really, really wants it. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there, look to put up big numbers. Trubisky, you know, like I said earlier on, has played well the past couple of weeks. So I do think four and a half makes sense because Trubisky should keep the game really close. But I just think Aaron Rodgers will make enough plays to give them the win and the number one seed. Next game, Raiders-Broncos doesn't matter anyway, playoff picture-wise, but the Raiders can, if they get the win, have a nine-win season, which would be good for John Gruden. And for the Raiders organization, shows, you know, some positive growth there. Uh, Probably a... Well, probably means something to, to Derek Carr, because there's some talk that... Gruden isn't really that big of a fan of Derek Carr. So if he has a bad performance today, he'll probably just help him make the move from him. But if he plays well today, then, you know, might it'll probably make Carr look better going into next season. I'm taking the Raiders here, minus two and a half as the favorite. Then we have Titans versus the Texans. So as I said, coming into this game, the Titans want to get Derek Henry that 2,000 yards. They want to get the win to get the AFC South title plus the number four seed. And I think they get it done here. You know, Deshaun Watson has a lot on his shoulders in Houston. Nothing to play for there. I feel like a lot of those players on that team have moved on to next season. So give me Tennessee minus the seven. And I think Tennessee ends up winning the AFC South. Which, for the next pick, you have the Colts-Jaguars. The Colts come into this one as a 15-point favorite, which is the largest spread of the day. So that makes me even more worried about this one. But the Jaguars are... The Jaguars don't care about this game. So, I'm taking the Colts here. I, Yeah. What else needs to be said? Jaguars don't need the game. Colts need it for everything. So at this point, if my picks do come true, I have the Colts winning, the Titans winning. So the Titans win the AFC South. So the Colts win. And then they would have needed Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami to lose. I have Baltimore winning. I have Cleveland winning. I have Miami losing, so the Colts would actually end up getting a playoff spot with the win over the Jaguars. 
Oh, now I think about it, I had Miami losing, so... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. What does that do for Miami? Miami needed a win or a Baltimore clean to Indy loss. So I have Miami as the team that falls out of the playoffs. And that's rough because, like I said, I'm actually a fan of what Miami's doing down there. And since Flores came from Patriots coaching system, I do root for them. They're also in the division, so I can't root too heavily for them. But I would have liked to see Miami in the playoffs. But as of right now, with my scenarios, they would fall out. So that's unfortunate. But um, just... Get the last few picks in here. So the Chiefs, Chargers, the Chiefs who are resting a bunch of people. Uh, taking the Chargers in that one as a three and a half point favorite. I mean, Herbert has played well for a rookie quarterback. I think he'll play well today. Like I said, Chiefs don't care about this game. So, you know, they're not going to really like open up the playbook or anything. So... Although, with Mahomes not playing, I can't remember who their backup quarterback is, but you might see some trick plays with Andy Reid and all that just to see what happens. But I'll take the Chargers there as a three and a half point favorite to win that one. Uh, we have the Cardinals and the Rams. And Arizona is the half point favorite. So that shows you how evenly matched they view this game. The Rams won't have Jared Goff as he broke his thumb last week. So they have um, John Wofford, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, quarterback, I believe he's a rookie quarterback out of Wake Forest. He'll be starting today. Um, Arizona, Kyler Murray has a lower leg injury. He said he's playing. The team said he's playing. So he looks like he's good to go. I wonder. Well, you would think a leg injury would have to hamper him in terms of mobility. And that's a you know, pretty big part of his game. So he's going to be limited there. But he still has Hopkins, Fitzgerald, guys like that. Uh, the Rams defensively. You know, you still have Aaron Donald. You got Jalen Ramsey, stuff like that. I'm taking Arizona here in a game that they desperately need because, you know, like I said, with the win, with the win, they would get in and why the Bears losing to Green Bay. So, yes, ultimately the Cardinals would get in and then the Rams would get in because of the Bears loss. So the Bears would end up outside looking in. Um, but yeah, so then we have the Saints with Carolina. Um, the Saints are a five and a half point favorite. But I just have a weird feeling about this game. You know, Drew Brees is playing. Uh, although the Saints are going to be missing a few of their running backs because I think Kamara tested positive for COVID, which means the running backs in that room with him are also out. So it's going to be a game where Breeze is probably going to have to win it with his arm. 
don't know if I really trust them to do that. And Carolina, Carolina's pass defense has been a pretty good past couple of weeks. So I think Carolina, Carolina might ultimately lose that game, but I do think they cover here. They cover the five and a half. Maybe the Saints win on like on a late field goal or something. So I'll take Carolina to cover there. And then final two games, we have the Seahawks 49ers. Seahawks seven up point favorite. I'm taking the Seahawks here. You know that um, Wilson's going to go all out on this one because depending on what happens in the Green Bay game, what happens in the New Orleans game, because Seattle, they play at 425. So I guess that will be an interesting one to watch because, like I said, depending on how the Green Bay, New Orleans, this game may actually mean nothing to Seattle. And maybe they rest some guys, which may affect my pick here, but I'm going with Seattle here to cover because I'm thinking that the Carolina Saints game could go either way. Maybe Carolina pulls that off. And then Seattle does have something to play for where at least they can maybe jump up to the two seed with a win. So I think they go try to get that win. I think they get it against San Francisco, who is still really banged up. And, you know, then they have to deal with the whole Raheem Mostert, their running back who supposedly uh, came out and what do you think he wants a trade or something? He made like a formal trade request to the team or something like that. So that's something to watch for not only today, but going into the offseason. I'm taking Seattle there. Final game is the final game of the regular season tonight. Redskins. Oh, I said Redskins again. Good Lord. Washington football team and the Eagles. Um, so what Washington will be going into this game with a very simple situation beat the Eagles win the NFC East and no matter what happens with Dallas and the Giants earlier well earlier compared to them playing tonight then they don't care they just got to get the win they come into the game as a five and a half point favorite over the Eagles and you know I want to root for the Eagles here because um, I've been asking for Jalen Hurts to play for weeks way before Peterson finally made the switch. So I want Jalen Hurts to do well. I'm actually taking the Eagles to cover the five and a half, but I do think Washington wins the game. I see this one being like a touchdown difference here. I'm not a touchdown, a field goal difference. So... I'm taking Washington to win against the Eagles, ultimately winning the NFC East. I do think they're probably the most deserving team in that division to win it. So uh, giving it to Alex Smith and Ron Rivera there. So there you are. Those are my picks. That's what, 15 games worth? I mean, 16 games worth. So best case scenario here. I go 16-0, and I end up back at 500 for my picks, would be 57-57, and 57, which, I mean, going into the playoffs would you know, make me feel a little better. So, ultimately, running through this really quickly, based off of my picks, I have Miami falling out of the playoffs in the AFC. I have Tennessee... Winning the AFC South. I have Buffalo winning the number two seed. Pittsburgh then staying as number three. Uh, Green Bay would end up as the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, Part of me thinks the Saints might lose that game to Carolina. So I'd have New Orleans falling down to three. Seattle going to two. Tampa Bay ends up clinching number five. I have the Washington football team winning the NFC East as a four seed. And then the Bears falling out of the playoffs. Arizona 
going into the playoffs in the NFC. Oh, yeah, AFC, Miami falling out. Colts getting in. So there we are. That's the playoff picture to me. Um, obviously, once these games are done and the playoff picture is set, you know, I will come back on here well, probably, well, some point in the week and I will make playoff predictions as to, I guess, who will win the opening weekend of the playoffs. We'll kind of take playoffs one weekend at a time. But um, I'm excited. Hope you guys are for the NFL playoffs to start. Uh, it's going to be interesting for me as it will be the first playoffs I'll be watching where my Patriots aren't in it in a while. So it gives me a chance to sit back and just not have any rooting interests. So, but yeah, if one of your teams that you're a fan of is in the playoff hunt, then the stress of this final week will only be compounded come next week when the games really matter in the playoffs. But, you know, we'll worry about that when we get there. So now, the, oh, so, sorry, those were my picks. Hopefully, have a really good week, but we'll see. But then looking at the week coming up, um, we'll talk some NBA as well, because I do do have something I want to talk about that's kind of interesting. Um, like we've seen LaMelo Ball so far have kind of an up and down start to his season, but it seems like after the last couple of games, he's figured it out a little bit and is on an uptick. I was wondering, has LaMelo already shown enough so far to prove that he's already better than Lonzo Ball? That's something I'll talk about this week. Um, and then also the NBA, probably look at some teams that have started slowly. And but I did talk about what last week where I talked about some teams who are disappointed so far, check in and see how some of them are doing. But, you know, also just kind of look around the NBA because there are some players who are shining early on and some that are disappointing. Talk about some of those players like Christian Wood, who's averaging like 29 a game with like 11 rebounds so he's been a great performer so far and then you'll probably look at some new players and new uh, places see how they're doing in their you know like John Wall in Houston Westbrook in Washington see what's going on there um, but yeah so a lot of NBA stuff coming we'll also look at college football playoff because of what the title game is. I guess by the end of next week. Is the next weekend I believe is the title game. So preview that. And all that kind of stuff. And. Also. When NFL playoff picture is set. I will go through those games as well. And do all of that. So another week ahead of us. Of a lot to talk about. So hopefully you tune in for that. But. That's going to do it for this episode. So thank you for tuning in. Once again, you can follow the show on the Facebook page, Chomping at the Bit. Go there. You know, you can like the page. That way you can find out whenever new episodes drop. You can also go to the Twitter page uh, at Chomping Podcast, all one word. The capital C for Chomping and the capital P on Podcasts go there follow the show's page as well um twitter i do put up polls and stuff regularly so good way to interact either way wherever you are listening to the show you can definitely hit the subscribe button there definitely help out and leave a review if you would like kind of let me know what you like about the show so far what you don't like you know you can tell me whatever but um but yeah Still early into 2021 and got a lot to come, a lot coming forward that we'll be bringing you. So, uh, like I said before, it's going to be a big year for the show. And hopefully you guys are stick with me and join me on the journey. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Be safe out there. God bless and catch you next episode. All right.
This episode is made possible by PwC. When you put the right tech in the hands of the right people, good things happen. It powers change. It accelerates innovation. It keeps you a step ahead. Our community of solvers brings the right tech to drive real results. It all adds up to the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.